0: Those of you who got an invite, welcome to Nerd Prime.
1: No matter where in the world you are, we're all...
2: it's ...international. With the hyphen. Okay,
0: so we said that we were recording this on Thursday. Actually, to the listeners, they're not going to know when we recorded it. But nonetheless... Yeah, they do, because
2: I posted a um, questions post on Google saying that we were recording tonight. Okay, <laughs>
0: so we were supposed to record this... A little bit sooner, but unfortunately, um the snow happened. A blizzard. The blizzard of 2017. It was awful. There was um it was two millimeters thick. Polar bears roaming around. Penguins fucking flying in through the window. <laughs> Nightmare. It was crazy. Why and net froze. It literally did. <laughs> so we um wanted to record a proper episode, but I couldn't get to Nick's that day. And I know what all the Canadians out there are thinking, you fucking pussy, you know, just drive the damn car. Um, I was going to, um, but it's not the snow that makes it dangerous, it's that everyone else drives like it's everyone, a fucking idiot. It's everyone else
1: on the road, yeah. Yeah.
0: Everyone just slams to a halt. And we and it hasn't snowed
2: over here um, in London and that for, what, well, about three years now, so... Um,
0: well, I, I used to work yeah, with somebody that every time it snowed even a bit, if it just started to snow, it hadn't even settled, he would just go home, because <laughs> oh, he was worried was that it would be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't want, if it settles by the time I'm going home, and you're like, mate, you finish in half an hour, he's like, no, I better go, I better go.
2: Maybe, maybe he owes Snow money, and he's got to get home before before it turns up, because if I can, it's going to do something to Probably. <laughs> Probably. Um,
0: <laughs> he was from a bad
2: area. There you go. Don't, there you go, then. Don't loan, loan, borrow money off of Snow. Exactly. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck we're talking about, but let's get
0: on with it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Live from a level 1 to 3 dungeon hack, it's me, Nick Lamley. And me, Harrison
0: Hunt, a.k.a. Miss Smith. And we are... Tabletop Twats! Yay!
1: Yay!
2: (laughs) Oh god,
0: cheering our own podcast. (laughs) In such a gay way. Um. Okay, so this is a tabletop RPG show all about tabletop RPG shows. And we have got a RPG show for, for you, you today. <laughs> um, so, items, Nick. We've got them. We've got all of them. We've got all the items. we got what you've been saying when we talk about what we've been playing. We've got the main subject, which this time is going to be GURPS. Burps. And we've got Adventure Call, Song Fight, Fireside Tales, Electro Letters. We've got the outro. It is going to be good. It's going to be quite good. Alright. Yeah, it's gonna be unbelievably average. <laughs> yeah. Oi. Yeah. What you slaying? So um this week uh so this is what you've been saying, where we talk about what we've been playing. It's a pun, it's not clever, and I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah. um what we what I've been playing this week, Nick Tell is me. more shadow bloody buns. buns. and big shadow buns. Yeah, I've been, I've been playing that and uh, we concluded a campaign, a miniature campaign. It was only a two shot. Okay. Um, basically, the players had to find um, out who killed this guy and report it back to this mystery phone line and then they would get a massive, massive load of new yen. Um, what happened was, is that they found out that the guy was the CEO of a big company. So mm-hmm. in order to... Lure him out. They decided to kidnap his wife, and they found that his wife was a Cub Scout leader, which is um, oh, kind of bad. So they, <laughs> yeah. what they did is they got um, a cybernetic in- enhancement for the for the dwarf on the team, Hardpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, they got him a cybernetic enhancement to make. He said Hardpoint. Uh, a guy called James Tomasson Okay. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, this this cybernetic thing uh, was more like biotech. But anyway cost him a lot of money and it made his skin really smooth so Ooh. that he could pose as a child. <laughs> what about, oh, because he's a tall person. Something really funny happened, though, because he went in there, right, and um, he, he went into the Cub Scout place and he was trying to get information out of her, you know, trying to say this and the other. Um, and what happened was, is the kids had to play dodgeball. And because he's a fully grown adult, he absolutely obliterated them, <laughs> and then he used his um, cyber eyes and comlink to send a picture of all the kids that he just obliterated onto what? the floor, yeah, um, to the rest of the party while he was in there. He's like, uh, "Look at this," and Sledge, Sledge, who's a bit of a meathead street samurai guy, he um, immediately thought that he'd. That something had gone on in there and there was a big fight going on so yes. he runs in, boots the door down and he's, he's wielding a gun and then he sees all the kids are fighting and he's like, oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. And Stop. he just pulling the door shut really quietly. Yeah, and he just runs off and then, um, <laughs> but all the while, just in case, one of the other guys, Gentry, was filming the whole thing using his comlink and eyes. and, uh, he was filming the whole thing. And so he got a clip of Serge booting the door of a Cub Scout house down with a gun in his hand <laughs> and then running away. And um, he put it on YouTube.
1: Oh, wow.
0: So um, I said, we'll get back to that the next game, see if he's gone viral see what's or not. Happened, I'm going to yeah. do some roles behind the scenes. Anyway, they found out that the uh, they eventually got to the CEO and it all culminated. I'm cutting a lot out here, but it all culminated in a plane chase. The guy was a. Um, Collector of antique planes, and Mm -hmm. as a result, he had a little airport with two biplanes. And he tried to use one to get away, and the party flew the other one, (laughs) and they were fighting in midair. It was fucking amazing. (laughs) But what was really funny is um, Gentry decided to wirelessly hack the guy's um, cyber brain. This guy had an implant that would make him better at flying. Right. And um, yeah, Gentry hacked that, and the guy immediately veered to the left, crashed into their plane in midair, and the wings became entangled and mashed together. They killed the bloke, and then they used um, drones to sort of get to a safe landing, basically. Mm -hmm. But they left Sledge, the meathead, up there. And so they both landed, and they were like, oh, good. Thank God everything's fine. One of the players died, but that doesn't matter. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the two of them were like, thank God we're all right. And then they look up, and they see Sledge, like, in a fucking (laughs) tailspin. Yeah, he was (laughs) like two planes attached together. And he's like, "Ah!" And the guys were like, the guys... um, Hardpoint started filming it and was like, hur, 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 and put that on YouTube oh, as well. Yeah. Did so did Sledge survive? He did. They managed to save yeah. him, but he, he he was like, um, he calls Sledge up and he's like, by the way, I'm filming this. He's like, save me, you fucking idiot! <laughs> he's just like about to die. It was really, really good. Oh man. Anyway, it turns out that that um that the money um that they were after was a complete fake, and they called the phone line, and their friend who um was sadly deceased that they were getting revenge for. Um, said, Well, how could I have, I have ever confirmed that you got the right guy? You were that stupid to go on this mission, you deserve not to have the money. Oh, and what? so they each he said, I'll do you a solid. There's thirty thousand new yen under my bed which in Shadowrun is not a lot, to be oh. honest. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. So that was it. That was my Shadowrun campaign. Um also we played Pathfinder this week, which you sadly couldn't come oh, to. Yeah, bad, but yeah. um I'll keep this brief, but it was basically just one big torture scene. Because we're trying to investigate um, this killer. We found the killer, but we couldn't get him to do a confession. So we took him into his basement, stabbed him with trident. So I used disguise self to appear like a demon. You were a- telling me about this earlier. And um, we had... <laughs> Ryan, was it? Ryan's character was dressed as the uh, one of the, sing- the singer from Kiss, was it? Or the- yeah, we, we wanted to paint our faces to make ourselves look a bit, bit nasty. Yeah. So we could intimidate him better. And... Um, Ryan said um, his character's a monk, and he was like, do my makeup. And I was like, all right. So I did it like the cat one from Kiss. The cat, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we were shouting at him. We were like, give us the information. And he's like, he's like dressed as a cat. So and He was dressed as a sheet ghost. Yeah, yeah, I, I took the um, little girl's uh, duvet and wore it like a sheet ghost. <laughs> Brilliant. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. How about you, mate? What you What you been up to? What you been slaying?
2: Got a couple of bits. Um, well, I wanted to talk about what we went up to when I know a little um, RPG shop pilgrimage, didn't we, up to London? Oh yeah. Um, but I got lots of stuff, so didn't want to talk about it all. Well, it would have lasted the whole pod probably. But I wanted to talk about this, which is what I got. This all rolled up. Well, gaming wrap, I suppose, you would call it. I don't really know what else it would be called. Well,
0: it reminds me of... I don't know if you've ever seen people that do professional makeup or <laughs> that have, um, like, one of those tool wraps. It's like a big... That's it, yeah, thing. yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's like a sort of uh, bit of material that you unravel and it's got little slots inside for all your things. So Exactly.
2: Rare. So rather than, like, little chisels or makeup
0: brushes, it's got, um, you know, room for
2: pens, a little notepad, and the best bit a big bag for your dice. I'm not going to open it because it's going to make a really annoying noise. But... Yeah, so it's 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 quite cool actually. We we were about to leave up when I saw it in the cabinet
0: just before we was going. I it's was extremely like, cool. Um, um, you got yeah. one that's kind of like it looks like um kind of army type thing. It's like canvas, it's like a canvas. Kind of, yeah, like fisherman's kind of that kind of. And it's got a metal buckle on it. Yeah, it's so, pretty
2: damn cool. Uh, it's nice. It's yeah. So it's from all rolled up. Um, cost me thirty quid, which I don't think's that bad because it's made out of quite a nice. It's quite a nice finish. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: And um, my wife was looking at the website and she's a professional haberdasher.
2: Haberdasher.
0: And she said that, they, uh, yeah, that they're yeah, they really good quality and, yeah. and it also it's totally worth cool 30 quid. Magnetic
2: so. dice trays, which I was looking at. They kind of fold up into a small kind oh, of... Oh, I've seen those. They're nice.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. I got one recently, actually. Uh, my friend Philip gave me one. His aunt oh, makes them. Wow. So I'm going to put a link in the description because I asked him for a link and he's a fucking idiot. So he didn't get back to me. But ah. anyway, that's all rolled up. And that's my mate's aunt. All rolled up. They do do cheaper ones in that as well, yes, don't they? Yes, they do. That was that, you, got the, uh, you got a posh one.
2: Yeah, it was it was nice yeah, nicest one there, so I had to treat myself. But they do, yeah, they do do like £20 ones, I think, which are like material. Yeah, and then you've got
0: like, there's one that we saw that looked like a map. Or yeah, things yeah like oh, that. I mean,
2: that's right, yeah, they're all different as well. There's loads of different, different ones.
0: Different clasps, different materials, yeah, different really patterns nice on the products. fabric.
2: Yeah, good stuff. So get over to All Rolled Up and go check them out. So yeah, I think they're a mm. British company as well, so hey. really good. So that's some leisure games. And my last thing I just wanted to talk about quickly was uh, last night, man, I went on to uh, Conan and played uh, a quick bit of,
0: to D twenty on you mean uh, virtual tabletop? Oh yeah, you 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 just said you went on to Conan. I oh, on like, to Conan, just went on.
2: Get to off Conan. me! <laughs> Come here, let me tickle no, you.
1: No, <laughs> Nick, you must get away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, I had a quick go on Conan with uh with the guys, and um, it was it was like a, I did start at half three in the, uh, half one in the morning, so I was pretty shattered, um, but I did manage to stay on for like a couple of hours and have a quick go. It's brilliant. Um, yeah go on there's a video of it out I think so go check that oh see cool what you think. yeah but we'll talk about virtual tabletop on another uh, episode because there's lots to talk about yeah we have a lot to talk, to talk about with that but um, yeah that's it so that's what I've been slaying as well wicked
0: mate right lovely let's move on yep mate subject mate subject <laughs> <coughs> sorry so this is the main subject and this week burps. we are talking about, appropriately enough, uh, burps. Burps. We're talking about gurps. Now, uh, oh fuck's yeah. sake, man, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong it's with me? Burps. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, I've got a gurps books here. Yes. Um, first of all, we'll describe a little bit how gurps works. Um oh,
1: <laughs> basically... Edge comedy, yeah.
0: GURPS is, um, similarly to Savage Worlds, it is a generic system. The name stands for... Ger- gene- g- 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 it stands for it, Jerry. It stands for Jerry. Hello, I'm Jerry, the universal Role playing game. Play, that- <laughs> Hi. Anyway, so it stands for... Generic. Universal. Role playing. System. Yes. Fourth edition. So um, what GURPS is is, is, is an open system that allows you to play any setting. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically Savage Worlds fans will be very familiar with this. There's also the Fate system I believe does similar things. Yep. But GURPS um, is one of the originals. It was made by Steve Jackson. He is a legend. He made um, a lot of the Choose Your Own Adventure books I read when I was a kid. He made Cards Against Humanity which I think he should be ashamed (laughs) of himself for because it's a terrible (laughs) terrible game for people with no imagination. (laughs) But um, he also made Car Wars and He made GURPS, which has been going for bloody ages. Mm -hmm. And do you want to describe how basically you create a character in GURPS? Because this is one of the most interesting things. You can make um, any type of character for any setting. Mm -hmm. And what system does that use, Nick? Sorry? Remember the system. Um, So you get
2: a set amount of points that you start with, and you can spend them on different skills. And also you have... um I can't remember what they're called in GURPS now. Edges, Advantages edges. and yes. disadvantages. Oh, okay, yeah. Nice to so,
0: um, yeah, basically the way it works if you're creating a character, which is, we'll get into how the game works, but if you're creating a character, you um, it's a point by system. So, yeah, you start off with a set amount of points, mm-hmm. and that, that amount of points is determined by what type of setting you're playing. If you want to play one with normal people, you give them about 75, maybe. If you want to play people that are good at something, you um, start <laughs> one with 100. A if you're doing superheroes, it says to start with, I think, 400. Wow. So, um, yeah, you use that and you can um, boost your attributes, you can boost your skills, and you can take advantages and disadvantages. Advantages cost points and disadvantages give gives you, you the more point. Back. Exactly. Yeah. So... Um, Yeah, and also if you want to lower a stat as well, that'll give you points back. So if you want to be like, for instance, Ryan's character, he made him particularly dumb. So he got, you know, I think 40 points back for lowering his intelligence. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's a really, really, really cool way of creating characters. It's super flexible. It does take a little while. If you're putting proper thought into it, I think we met up and we took like two hours. We did
2: individually, yeah, with each person because it was... uh yeah, you do need to think about it a bit, but mm-hmm. in a good way, though. It's not a bad thing. I think part. Of, I think if you've got the time to sit down and actually
0: create the characters properly, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, because there's so much in these books. But the advice would be to do it well, not on the day of the session. I will say this. When I was GMing, mm-hmm. I had to create characters uh, extremely often, mm-hmm. and as a result, I got quite quick at doing it. But that was when I was putting very little thought into the actual stats and more into just what the character was like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically how you create a character. And the way the game works is is a bit weird. And it's, it's kind of difficult to wrap your head around if you're used to certain other systems. Because instead of rolling high numbers, you roll low. Yes. And I know that sounds like it's easy to get a grip on. But annoyingly, if you've been doing it for, f- for fucking ever, where getting a high number is good. Yeah. It becomes really... Uh, the thing I found difficult as a GM was to do difficulty scores for things oh okay yeah yeah. because like if you roll a 3 that's the best you can get so, so ideally I think it's like a 15 is an easy thing so if let's say for instance you need to climb a, a wall yeah. right and that wall is easy to climb that means you have to beat a 15 so you have to get lower than a 15
2: yeah that's right well the thing is I started my first ever game in role playing was called Cthulhu when you have mm-hmm. to roll under so I'm it's I not, suppose so yeah it's different for me I, you know what I mean like yeah, people. That, whereas you played D&D, so it's completely different.
0: Yeah. Um, and then you sort of have like this, um, it's like degrees of success. So um, let's say, for instance, on that 15, if you roll a three, that means the degree of success is 12. That's really high. So yeah. that means you do it well. Mm-hmm. If you rolled a um, bloody uh, 11, 14, no, or for 14, instance, yeah. that would be a degree of success at one. So you do it, but you do it badly. Yeah.
2: So you might get over that wall but sprain your
0: ankle fucking... but the cool thing I like about this system is everything is resolved in that one way mm-hmm. everything roll 3d6 mm-hmm. um, degree of success it's so simple and I absolutely love it for that I mean Savage Worlds we've spoken about the fact that, that we played that and like it and it's a very different system to this but with Savage Worlds there's sorts of specific dice rolls for specific things yeah. there's certain things you can't do if you don't have an edge there's certain things you you um, you know, have to do very, very specific dice rolls or have specific rules for. And GURPS, what's cool about it is exactly that it's the opposite of that. It depends on what you want. But with GURPS, always roll 3d6, see how well you do. Yeah. Nice and simple.
2: If you get free, that's it. That's a crit.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Sorry, I'm drinking a cider. Mm. Um Yeah, so that's basically how the GURPS system works. Now, I think we should that's talk about GURPS the... Works. Gopes-webs. So I think we should talk about the actual books. Yeah. Let's grab one. Here you go. Here's the campaigns one.
2: Campaigns one?
0: Now, as I said before, I do have one little gripe with Steve Jackson. Cards Against Humanity is shit, right? But here's another gripe with Steve Jackson. What I want you to do is turn to the first numbered page in the book. Nick is holding the campaigns one and I'm holding the characters one. Ah,
2: I see. What page number, is it? Page number, well... No, I would think it would be page number one.
0: Yep. It's actually page under f- page number three hundred and thirty-eight. And I am starting on page six. Oh. So here's what he did: he made one set of rules, and he literally cut the fucking thing in half and made you buy two books. Ooh. So these books total both of them cost me fifty quid. Yeah. In, in all honesty, well worth it, but it, I think that's a mistake. They're very thin books, and it's basically cut in half. So that is that is the one one. Is that bad amount thing. of
2: money, you'd expect one big book. Look yeah, at I Cthulhu. know.
0: Look at Cthulhu. Exactly, thirty-five quid. You get so much with Cthulhu. With yeah. this, it, I that think the bad, price point it? is a bit of a fucking piss take, to be honest. But because of the amount of stuff you can do with this, I don't think it's that bad. So it's all right. Longevity but, and
2: playability, I suppose. But still, at the same time, come on.
0: Yeah, but um, and don't but, rub it in their face by actually putting the page number where it starts. I know, because you <laughs> I mean, you open it, and you are like, well, hang on, page three. What am I missing? What have they printed? Are wrong? you fucking shitting me, yeah, Steve Jackson? Yeah, one. Come on, man. It's
2: listen. like we just want to rub it in your face that you've paid for that
0: yeah (laughs) but the thing is um, I can't knock Steve Jackson because he got me into RPGs but what I want to say personally yeah he did he called me he said Harrison I've I've invented this new thing it's called RPGs and I went actually mate I think that was Gary Gygax and he's like well actually if you look at Chainmail Gary Gygax wasn't the sole creator of that and I said shut up Steve shut up but I might try your game yeah I will but go away not for lots of years stop slagging off Gary Gygax (laughs) god rest his soul (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about the actual books then. Uh, yeah, they're a good finish, a nice quality. Um, hardback as well. Hard, both, yeah, hardback. Honestly, I don't think there's much to scream about. The, 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 the thing art's about these not books, mind-blowing, is it? All it is is this system is great, right? Yeah. But I don't think the books have much personality. Did they feel like because the system's so good, they didn't have to do much with the book? I think so. Oh. And I think they tried to keep it generic. And it does feel generic when you're reading it. It's not... I like other RPG books you know sometimes when you get a new one and you just read the whole rules and you have a great time reading it yeah totally this honestly was not that for me and I think it was also partly because I had a very limited amount of time because I had a week to prepare for an entire campaign (laughs) these whole two books yeah and and I was trying my best and um, additionally I think I think the actual layout is perfectly fine I think the artworks Fine. It's not. It's completely unevocative, to be honest. Yes, there is. There is, and it's a good one, actually. Um, unlike the Shadowrun one. But, um, yeah. And what I like about the characters book is that the way campaign planning form. That's quite nice. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but in the characters book, you um have everything that you need to do to create your character in order. So when you create your character, you start off at basic attributes. You sort all that shit out. You move on to the next section, and it is your advantages. Then you move on to disadvantages, and then it's skills and you can sort of spend your points that way. So as you're going through the book, you want to look through the that section. You just kinda of go through and naturally. The book's laid out in such a way where it makes it really easy. It's easy to get around quickly. Yeah, and a GM guide, same for that really. I think that the only thing that I would say is it has a real lack of equipment. Really? Yeah, that's the one thing. Most of the shit that I did in the GURPS campaign that I ran was um self made. Self-made. Made yeah. up stuff, yeah. Yeah, I I Honestly, the the equipment in there is very lacking. But a little bit lazy, then. Yeah, but the thing is, the actual system works so well that it doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. we we've spoken about it so many times. It comes up probably on every podcast. We'll always talk about the GURPS So thing, that's right? why we had to talk about this. But yeah. we did a gerps campaign that was a sci-fi setting, and I didn't use any of the settings that came that you can buy for gerps. And there's a reason for that, and I'll tell you it in a bit. But um. I found this, this um, system, I found that this system was so easy to create a campaign for because the rules are simple, you get it straight away, all you have to do is put shit where it should be Yep. and that's it. No, no thinking about how specific rules would affect Just a world shit. Map. Just make a big believable world, mm-hmm. get on with it. Mm-hmm. So nice and simple and we had such fun playing it yeah we did it was one of the best campaigns we've done like not to blow my own trumpet but it was was so fun I think it it was was also because in GURPS it feels like a very uh, a game that is so easy to run that you can give your players a lot of freedom yeah and as a result yeah you guys did and I think we all had a great time because I was just like what the fuck are they going to do next (laughs) you had no idea it was fantastic though
2: yeah I mean Randy uh, Ryan's character Randy he was so unpredictable that he was getting us constantly
0: into situations but they were
2: so funny
0: yeah and because everything was easy to resolve i think we got so much shit done every it was week brutal as well
2: yeah we did we really did get a lot done
0: yeah yeah and we we just we just fucking yeah we just did so much like every week it would be like five fucking things happening but because we were hunters, are so easy to we. get yeah exactly
2: so we were we were bounty hunters and we had lots of little it was cool we had we went down to check the bounties and there would be certain levels of um you know, value for the bounty, so <laughs> easier ones or whatever. We had to ring someone up, didn't we, and find out what it was. Yeah, and that was a way of making cash. And then I suppose our grand, ski, uh, uh, you know, our grand plan was making this kick-ass um, ship, wasn't it? So we yeah, could be respectable bounty hunter. It
0: was a very yeah. very simple objective. I mean, all all it was was I just said, you guys are bounty hunters get with it yeah and, and yep. i gave the, you a big started with not much cash did we no and, and you had a really crappy ship yeah. and it was a galaxy that you could fly around go wherever you want whenever you wanted. Fuel, and fuel was expensive i had to so create about so 30 plan. fucking world maps
2: but yeah, <laughs> it was true. well worth it but i liked how you made fuel expensive so mm. um you know although you could fly around this whole huge world at the same time you have to think about it because mm-hmm. we were constantly worried about running out of fuel yeah uh, between planets and things like this so that added an extra cool element to it because not only were you dealing with things on earth or on planet
0: should i say you then had to worry about the logistics of your space travel and stuff like that Yep, yeah. and yeah there'd there often be times where you go yeah maybe we should stay on this planet for a bit do a couple more bounties and then yeah. we'll go get the ship refueled and go back out into space. Remember we were forced to go to a planet what, was it like black was it black duck Planet or something. A oh, Jurassic
2: night. Duck. Jurassic Duck, that's it. And um, I can't, we got talked into going there. And we knew it was going to be a fucking nightmare. But we still went there. And it was a fucking nightmare,
0: wasn't it? Well, Jurassic Duck was um, a theme park um, made by somebody who um, basically... Had a really fucked up tape of Jurassic Park that basically cut out most of the dinosaurs. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it meant that he created a theme park based on what he thought Jurassic Park was. And um, it was Jurassic Park, but with gigantic ducks. ducks. Yeah. Um, Which was insane. But you had other planets, such as there was one uh, simply called Boston that was based on Boston in real life. Boston, yeah. There was the Cube Planet, which you guys never went to, to which was inhabited by um, uh, gelatinous cubes that can talk. Like, it don't get there was a man-made planet made by Apple uh, as in the corporation from that, robots wasn't it yeah we know that uh, Apple from our universe it was them and they they the mastered space travel and um, uh, basically ruled that galaxy mm-hmm. and made a big kind of prison colony basically yeah, yeah. Um, pretty brutal it was pretty cool and like I say it was all easy to do because of the GURPS system I mean when I got this I originally thought I would better buy the space supplement because I'm doing a space game mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. I never fucking bothered um, I, it was so easy to create rules for the spaceship myself so I just did that I just I did some yeah. very simple flying through space and travelling to other planets know? yeah and um, yeah then shit would happen while you're in space as well but that brings us very nicely onto the next point. Is the setting books for GURPS. Yep,
2: yeah, the book we have got.
0: The thing about GURPS is, right, is in these books it contains so much information that you can run any type of game, So, or at least a good variety of games. With regards to, like, superheroes, it contains enough rules that you could use them for years, you know? With regards to magic, it contains enough rules to use for years. Same goes for sci-fi, same goes for fucking alien shit same goes for zombies. zombies like anything so why the fuck would you buy the setting books it's got everything you need right there And I bet they're not cheap either they're not no. well it depends on the one but like it, with Savage Worlds for example it, in that in the main book um, it gives you a little taster of everything there's yeah. a couple of monsters in there there's um, a couple of spells there's like little bits of everything like, yeah exactly whereas GURPS gives you massive bits of everything so yeah. I, when I looked at the space book, um, well, they didn't have any more equipment to put in there. They didn't have any more rules to put in there. So was it was it, all then? fluff. Just fluff. Just all fluff. It was just a book of fluff. And I was like, this planet why would I this? buy that? I could yeah. think of this shit myself. Yeah. Like, So why bother? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and that yeah. was it.
2: Oh, well, no brainer then, really.
0: Yeah, so the setting rules, uh, setting books for Gerps. Basically, aren't worth your money, and there's nothing wrong with that. That means that these two books are so so worth your money. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that I think Steve Jackson fucked up once again, because Steve he's made his books t- so good and so comprehensive that you don't need to buy any of the other Anything else?
2: So er- yeah, so every other book's just ir- ir- not irrelevant, I
0: suppose. But it's you don't need it at all. Well I saw the rules for um, There's Vampire the Masquerade GURPS version Oh right And um, I yeah, saw that Didn't
2: they bring out uh, Hasn't GURPS just launched Something else recently as well that I think I saw um, Oh After check Might be Werewolf No I don't know It, it was an, it's, an, it's a I can't
0: remember I But funny. anyway um, Yeah I was looking at the rules for uh, um, Vampire the Masquerade For GURPS they, yeah. they did like a supplement Of that And um, I looked at it And I was like Oh this might be cool To run Vampire and GURPS Because it's a system Everyone knows You know And then I was like, £10. I was like, okay, I'm going to have a little look through it. You know you do that preview. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that. I downloaded a PDF and had a look at it. Uh, (laughs) It wasn't illegal. I paid for it. I didn't. But anyway, the point is, is I thought I'd have a look at that before I buy it to see what it's like. Yeah. And um, I had a look in it and I was like, so this just contains information about all the clans from Vampire, which I already have in the old Vampire book anyway. And so I was just like... And you got the GURPS rules in the GURPS book. So I could just run... Yeah. So what's the point? So <laughs> like, just read Vampire and keep the book you've already got. Yeah, they're pretty shocking got settings. Ya. But what they do is instead of uh, in Savage Worlds, you have like these settings such as Deadlands or, or like big settings pass, with a lot set, of character. Or, yeah, exactly. And GURPS, they'll just have like typically they'll have like space book or barbarian uh, Yeah, book. I think
2: they've got like fantasy. I think that was the yeah, thing. yeah. Like, so recently it's like GURPS fantasy. It's
0: yeah, like, so it's it's sort of more a toolbox for you to create your own worlds as opposed to one where you can use other people's. Got yeah. And um. To that extent, I think it really, really fucking succeeds. I absolutely love gurps. And um, It does keep it generic. It does. And but the thing is is that the, you know, it doesn't really have much character to it. Unlike Savage Worlds, you've or got it has to cool names GURPS for character. shit. Yeah, yeah, you've got a really you've really w- got to give GURPS to the mm-hmm. character.
2: So it's a great system, great mechanics, but it it really does need a lot of um, your own, your own, your own imagination put into yeah. It. If if you're not the sort to of DM that of likes
0: it. to create your own worlds and own settings, um, yeah, you you're shit out of luck. Don't don't buy GURPS don't Stick buy with GURPS. Savage or something like that. Yeah. But um, to anyone out there listening that wants to make their own world and wants to have these really really cool complex characters that you can make and just shit loads of cool stuff that you can put towards those characters and worlds, absolutely buy GURPS It's such a great system. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I know we've said so a lot of negatives. best friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we've said some negative stuff about the books and things like that. But actually, for £50, pounds, considering that you, will, you could use these forever for a multitude of settings... Go for it's it. Totally worth it.
2: So yeah. Totally worth the price. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. It's, well, we chi-
0: we all chipped in a tenner each, didn't we? Yeah, it's an, it's an investment for
2: all of us, kerbs. We mm. all chipped in, didn't we, to get the set because it was quite expensive. But money well spent. It's because now everyone can use it yeah. and do whatever the fuck they want. And it was want. one of the best campaigns I've ever played. It was so much fun. How long how long did it run for? I mean, it was. I a think little, it was long, eight long months long or something. Yeah, it was a yeah. long, long campaign. Eight months
0: every week. I bought a hell
2: of a lot of uh, D sixes for it. I remember that. What was
0: it? I don't know. I heard a noise. Like what? Don't know. It's probably nothing man Maybe I'm just hearing things I think it was Sorry <laughs> Shadow Bums Shadow Bums Shadow Bums Shadow, Shadow Bloody Bums <laughs> We talked about Gertz We talked about what makes it great We talked about what we don't like But I think everyone should go out there Give it a go If they can Get the quick start rules Quick start rules see what you Yeah think. they're free They're free Thanks Steve um, <laughs> Steve yeah He's not that bad, dude. But what is your favourite thing about GURPS Go? 3D6s. Okay, yeah. It's a I good, simple system. system. Yeah, it's re- it works really, really well. I really like it, yeah. It's exciting. I
2: don't know, yeah. It's- and it's different, isn't it? Because I've you know, played Pathfinder, played a lot- I've played a few D20 systems and I don't know, the more more games with different dice systems, the better. And it's just another different dice system, mm-hmm. which, I, which I like, yeah.
0: And I think it's quite easy to get Yes, exactly. as well. Exactly with the that. D20 system, um, you know, sometimes people get confused by it. With this, it's just like, you know, 3D6. It's the dice people are used to, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, so my favourite thing about GURPS, I think, is going to be the advantages and disadvantages. Yeah, they're cool. Because the thing is about an advantage or disadvantage, uh, mostly in, in that book... Um, Depending on the setting you're doing, uh, you're never prohibited from trying anything. But often the advantages will make you better at certain things. That's right. Or things like that. Um, there's like little ones such as there's one where you, if you want to aim at a certain body part, you don't need to take a penalty. Um, there's like one called Brachiator where you can swing on vines at your normal walking <laughs> oh, that's speed. Right.
1: Yeah,
2: there's some cracking ones. There's loads as well. There's absolutely loads. Tons it's ridiculous. Of them. I remember um, spending absolutely ages reading, you know, going through them all and stuff and trying to find the perfect one. But yeah, yeah that's there's a lot just of fun.
0: there's just so many and like and the disadvantages what, are great as on well. every character I created, right? with people every time we were looking through they are like oh that one looks sick and then they'd move into the next one that yeah. one looks sick and then they'd run out of points and go alright fuck now I need to get rid of one and it was like this really hard decision yeah it really was because I just think they're so well made I can't remember
2: what levelling up, up was uh, involved you gyps. just get
0: more points and buy more shit buy you buy more stuff yeah. yeah and you can buy off disadvantages if you want so, that's right yeah so things like that so um, yeah nice and easy that's GURPS mate we love it we do love it GURPS and it's great. great yep so um, go and try it get a quick start rules give it a go give tell Steve us- an email tell him to stop fucking calling me and slagging off Gary Gygax <laughs> <laughs> and
2: also get in touch with us let us know what you think of GURPS if you haven't played it before
0: in a land far beyond your imagining adventure waits and down beneath you will find things that you never dreamed of seeing goblins orcs treasures mountains of gold will you be brave enough to delve deep and beat the final boss of the dungeon this is adventure calls available for forty-nine ninety-nine ninety-nine. Available at all good retailers. This is Adventure Call, where we do a prank call. Now, we know that prank calls are immature and pathetic, but we're going to do one anyway. Because they're funny. So Nick is going to call my old boss from work, and he's going to pretend to be a fantasy insurance salesman. Yes,
2: I am. Uh, I won't ask what job it was in. Hello? Hello, is this Miss Yes. Oh, hello there. Um, I'm just ringing up to inquire if you was, uh, uh interested in some wizard insurance.
1: Sorry?
2: Wizard insurance. See, we've had some uh, we've had some complaints coming in that there's been some wizards going around your area using spells to break things and move dustbin lids around and things like that. So we're just calling up to make sure everyone's covered uh, for any kind of uh, spells that may go a bit hooray. <laughs> I don't know who this is, but this is brilliant. Would you be interested in wizard insurance at all?
1: <laughs> I really
2: wouldn't like insurance. Are you sure? Because you see, if the wizards were to turn up and they were dark wizards, then you yeah. could potentially, you know, get turned into a frog or something. You must be prepared for this kind of stuff. Of course,
1: but my child is awake, so I'm going to have
2: to go. Well, i tell you what you think about it and you get back to us. Um, if you send a owl our way uh, with a message on it, we'll get to, get in touch with you through the chimney. Brilliant. You have a great day, but stay safe, safe. Watch out for wizards. Okay, thank you very Bye. much. Bye.
0: <laughs> she was quite it. nice one day. Day. <laughs> I don't know who this is, but this is brilliant. That's the worst South African accent I've ever done. Brilliant. <laughs> Okay, so this is Song Fight, where we make songs about a particular subject to do with RPGs, and then we battle them. Yeah. It's a battle battle. It's a f- battle battle song. So, um, this week, we decided to do it on the subject of alignments. It's a hot topic. So, I'm going to play you my song first, and there's a good reason for this, but I'm going to play my song first. This is called Alignment Battle, and here it is. Alignments. A potato so hot that nobody can touch it. But it has divided gamers for many years, and today we will sort this out with a battle of the alignments to see which one is the best, which isn't really the argument people have, but it doesn't really matter. On with the song. I'm lawful Good and the letter of the law is the letter of my life And furthermore, anyone who disobeys the letter of the law Can explain it to their betters in the middle of a court Laws, they detach us from the savages So we catch those who like to steal cabbages Lock them in a cell, protect us from the ravages So that we can live in a kind of world of lavishness Hey, man, fuck that shit Why you always gotta be a little fucking bitch? Yo, it's me, chaotic evil think I give a fuck if I kill a few people Do what I want and I do it when I choose i all about the drugs, beer, women and booze When we're born, we're all born villainous So fuck the law, get bibulous and bigamous You know chaotic good, I've never liked you Oh well fuck you, you stink of shit you dickhead Oh well puppy and tish top Nobody talks to me that way man, come here Hey, it's me, True Neutral if I'm being completely truthful, I'm the alignment for uncreative players who don't like to think or wrap like real gamers. Voila, it's me. I'm Chaotic Good, a Vaudevillian veteran in front of you stood, about to vanquish these ruined vermin. Um, are you a crazy person? I'm quite sure they will say so. So that's the end of the alignment battle, and really, it didn't really sort anything out. It, it wasn't very coherent in any way, but uh, never mind. Bye! What did you think of that? Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> to the letter of the law. So um, that was Alignment Battle. I managed to sort absolutely nothing out by doing that. Um, but I tried. I yeah. tried my best. Um, next up, Nick, is your song. Right. Uh, shit. <laughs> so Nick has texted me during the week saying that he hasn't done a song and he hasn't had the time. So what we're going to do, and um, we discussed this beforehand, Nick's song is going to be completely improvised, and he's going to do you wanna do a chaotic evil song? Yeah. So do you wanna give it a name? Uh no. Okay, <laughs> and we're gonna do I'm uh, this is cheating a little bit because I'm gonna have to play guitar on his song, but we're gonna do a bit of acoustic death metal for you. <laughs> yeah, acoustic black metal, I should say. <laughs> um alright, so Nick. One, two, three, four. Wanna kill
1: everybody! Eat it, burn it, kill it, baby.
2: I wanna go into a bar, I wanna kill your fucking face. Cause I'm Chaotic Evil! I
1: don't even know what I said!
0: Oh Christ. That was so bad. (laughs) I think you said, I wanna go into a bar and kill everyone because I'm Chaotic Evil! And I wanna get raped. Oh yeah, anyway. Okay, that was good. Yeah. Alright, wow. um, so uh, listeners, let us know in the comments. Actually, you know what? We never t- ask people for <laughs> iTunes reviews. So give us an iTunes review, but base it on our songs. But don't say it's about the songs. Just pretend it's about the actual podcast. Oh no. So people will leave reviews being like, I like the second verse. And then people listen to the podcast and they're like, what the fuck is he yeah, talking what's about? What's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs>
2: We've never had an iTunes review, have
0: we? No, we haven't. So uh, do that and in- and review our songs. That'd be nice. We could retire early. That is Songprite. I think that's the shortest song you've ever done. Well, that's not a song.
2: That's it is a again, song. It's an experience.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna call that walking to "Walk Into a Bar." No. Okay. Walk Into a Bar. Raw. Yeah. Walk Into a Bar. Raw. There you go. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh my God. want to listen to that bit? Oh fuck! You know. Yeah. Go on.
2: You're... Hey everybody!
0: Come gather around the fireside. I got a story to tell you about a time when I beat two goblins and three basilisks all by myself. That's right, I did it with my own two hands. I'm a trusty six-shooter, of course, but that's not the point. Point is, I beat him. I won. Fireside Tales. So now we are going to do Fireside Tales. Now, what is Fireside Tales, Nicholas? Fireside Tales is when we talk about stories that we, that have happened in our RPG... Experiences stories. 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 Experience. Of
2: our stories of experience, yeah. Exactly.
0: So we're going to talk about that now. So, you want to go first, Nikki? Yeah, I'll go first. Wow, well, I've been called that for a long time. Um... Yeah, right, so
2: my uh, Fireside Tale this time is um, set in the Call of Cthulhu campaign, uh, one of Sean's, actually, and uh, <laughs> uh, this was way back when. Is this distracting? To, yeah, I completely lost my train of thought. sorry, go on. So, um, yeah, so my Fireside Tale is um, from uh, Call of Cthulhu, which was uh, the one, I think it was Sean's first campaign he run. Yeah. Uh, it was absolutely brilliant and we um, it was one of them plan- it was one of them um, games when the plans were so methodical do you know what I mean we, we kind of thought about everything we took our time and we tried to execute it really well rather than just go kind of running in and stuff and it actually paid off for once and um, so we, we hatched this huge plan where we would um, infiltrate this casino to uh, basically get some film footage um, some incriminating film footage that we needed um, to basically to, to, to get someone um justice as it were and um, the plan was that my character was uh, Dave the fucking Rave and he was like a kind of old school raver um, like hippie well no he wasn't even a hippie he was just a kind of I don't know yeah yeah, just like proper 90s, raver, 90s type. raver type yeah exactly house and um yeah, so he was just like an old, old school 90s raver with uh, you know technical fucking pants on and fucking old, he was going a bit bald when he, and he still had his he loved the drugs. hat. still loved the drugs yeah. and partying and stuff, but it was like, he, he didn't love, he, he, he was a vegetarian, hated guns, didn't he? He was a pacifist. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had this huge plan where we would uh, dress Dave up as, a, as an old woman, uh, put her in a wheelchair, um, and we, we wanted to go into the casino, and I think it was her husband, something to do with... Um, I can't remember now, but anyway, we blagged it in there quite well, and all the all the um, security and stuff were obviously being quite conscientious to the to Dave who was dressed up as a woman with really bad makeup job on, um, and we ended up um, syringing all the uh, drink water dispensers, so all the security would be drugged.
0: It was where the ice was. That's it. That, that, that's yeah.
2: it. Yeah, and then we could manage to get the uh, I think it was LSD or whatever, into the um, hallucinogenics, jets into the uh, into the drinks, so everybody got dosed with it. And um, and then I we had to I had to get through the dance floor and try and sneak into the oh no I had to persuade the DJ to go away, um, and then um, managed to sneak into the DJ booth and then everyone was on the dance floor and stuff and then I was like uh, they stood up and was like, "This is my husband's favourite song." And then obviously just dropped this huge fucking house. What was it? What was it? The, the, song, the called? song
0: that we we um, used for that section was. Um, From the video game Lisa, and it's called Forever Turbo Heat Dance. (laughs) Forever Turbo. (laughs) And yeah, this old woman's like. This is my husband's favourite song Forever Turbo Heat Dance. Anyway, I'll play a little bit of it now. It goes like this.
1: He's punching her right in the vagina.
2: And uh, yeah, so that got, obviously everyone had been drugged, even the security, they were all on the dance floor raving like mad, didn't have a clue what was going on, and that was that gave us our opportunity to sneak upstairs and get the footage that we needed. So it actually worked, and it was yeah, so just much fun pure chaos down yeah, there, so brilliant. that nobody would notice. And but everyone like... was just gurning, and we were just walking past them like nothing
0: was going, you know, they didn't <laughs> even realise
2: that it was us. It was absolutely brilliant. It was beautiful. Yeah, and that's my fireside tale.
0: Well, I'm going to tell one that's a little bit related to GURPS. Um... Basically, when we went wanted to get into GURPS, uh, we, as I said before, we all pitched in a tenner and bought the books off, uh, off Amazon. And uh, it was all good. That's fine. Um, we were really pleased with our purchase. Yep. And then we wanted to get some sci-fi miniatures mm-hmm. for the game. And so I went to my local game store, which I'm not going to say the name of it, because uh, this doesn't paint them in the better light. <laughs> but I went to my local game store and said, do you have any um, sci-fi miniatures? And he's like... Uh, and the bloke is a bit elitist. And he was like... Oh yeah, what sort of game you're running? And I was like, Oh yeah, we're, we're doing Gerps, and he's like, No mate, it's shit. <laughs> I'm like, I just spent fifty quid on this. Come on mate, and he's like, You know what? Gerps is shit. It's you know, it's just if you're going to use that, you, you're going to have a terrible time. So you shouldn't really use it. Yes. Yeah, so and I was like, GURPS. I've just bought it. You did. Shut up. <laughs> and, he's, yeah. and he was like, Anyway, uh, you're going to want to use Savage Worlds, and we got the last parsec here, which is like one of the best uh, sci-fi adventures out there. So um, yeah, so he just basically slagged off a purchase I've just made and made me feel a bit shitty I mean, suffice to say I didn't buy a copy of Savage Worlds there and then You did I though. did though, yeah. <laughs> yeah You got convinced <laughs>
2: Yeah, I bought it and uh, I've, to be fair, I'm glad I did look queer, look queer, Yeah, look actually up, it sort of worked it out It worked out a bit better but he definitely peddled Savage Worlds and, and, and shamed GURPS, which is not fair because I think if you're going to be a game shop owner you should be impar- impar- impartial Yeah, so.
0: maybe don't t- tell people off for buying the wrong thing the second <laughs> yeah. they enter your shop Especially when you're shop. blowing 50 quid on the books Yeah christ if he stocked it i would have got it from there yeah well anyway would've. so that is a story about an elitist at a game store mm. and gaps. and gaps again well done <laughs> in the future you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet this is the future this is the electro letter Um, Okay, so this section is electro letters, and this is where we answer your mail from around the intertubes. They pop out at us, we catch them into our minds. We catch them in our minds, and we channel them through the mouth, like alchemy. Yes,
2: exactly. So it's almost like the intro web possesses us, and we're just a, a conduit. Yeah, we're just a conduit for the intercomputers. Yes, thank you. So first intercomputer letter. error <laughs>
0: error <laughs> Electro letter incoming incoming <laughs> Electro letter You've got mail.
2: So the first first electro letters come in from Pure Mongrel. Hey, Pure hey. Mongrel He's back. Yeah, yeah we haven't spoken to him for a long time. I like this guy. Yeah, me too. He's got a good name. He's a cool Australian. He's a cool Australian. Yes. I like Australians. He's a really cool guy. Um, so it was, yes, yeah, so basically he's, he's just sent a little link and he said, um, I thought you guys might be interested in sharing this with your listeners. Um, loads of part finder material in the humble bundle, a uh, humble book bundle. Um, I sent it to you. What fucking deal that is?
0: Yeah. Um, humble book bundle. Um, for those that don't know is a charity thing. There's also a humble indie bundle, loads yep. of stuff like that, but they, uh, yeah basically you, it's a sort of pay what you want service to get a bunch of stuff if you pay over a certain amount you unlock more but for something like 85p you get the whole core cool rulebook Shit for Pathfinder tums. yeah some other supplements for it but the whole core rulebook for 85p yeah I think it's I think for 15 bucks you know what by the time we release this podcast so that that deal's no, probably finished I checked it today and it still had 11 days yeah but I'm not going to edit it today 11 days oh okay so we got 11 days left as I'm long sure, as I edit this in time ahead. yeah Get on the Humble Book Bundle Get yourself Check some Pathfinder Check um,
2: It's like yeah for, I think for 15 bucks You can pretty much get The whole Pathfinder worldscape, Which is everything All the graphic novels Oh yeah. those are great all all as well All the settings Yeah everything So it's, it's well worth it Absolutely yeah. brilliant
0: Get on that Ch- uh, Chaps and uh, chapettes Out Yes
2: <laughs> Chaps and chapettes Brilliant uh, So thank you very much Pure Mongrel um, Cheers Pure Stay in touch mate Spend Stay in touch yeah. Come we on mate you. We miss you Yeah we miss you lots Alright bye Love you uh, Love you <laughs> Next question's in from Steve Goblinspawn Oh, Steve Goblinspawn. Yeah. That's How's um, he doing Stefan Dragonspawn's evil brother. Yep. Um, so yeah. Uh, Steve Goblinspawn says GURP stands for generic universal role playing system. Come up with a different but hilarious variant to the acronym.
0: Well, the other day we asked Gary this same question. He's a friend of the show, and he came up with the best one, I think. Yeah. So he answered the question Gobble your own panties. No, it doesn't even work that doesn't even gobble your red panties stupid <laughs> okay, that was that's it. it so we're gonna to do that one okay yeah so that's the one we're gonna go for thank you thank you mate thank you Steve Goblin Spawn cheers <laughs> Steve so what do you guys think happened
2: one of the players Robbie played with got carried away and killed him
0: well that's kind of far out
2: Mazes and Monsters is a far out game swords poison spells Battles, maiming, killing... Hey, it's all
0: imagination. Is it? Yes, definitely. I'll be talking to you. All right, see you
2: later. Right, next one's in from uh, a really really nice German guy we know. Manuel Sams. Oh, my God, Jerry's. it's Manuel.
0: Hey. hey, Manuel, how's it going? Sams. Hey, I'm a Manuel, I say... I'm a from Italy.
2: Psalms. <laughs> I'm from Italy. No, he's not. He's from Deutschland. Um, yes, and Manuel says... Why would I choose GURPS over other generic RPG systems?
0: Here's why, Manuel. Because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um, With GURPS, I feel like it's sort of a matter of which one you discovered first. Yeah. Because Savage Worlds can do a load of different systems, so can GURPS do a load of systems? Play the one you're used to is what I would say. Um, personally I prefer GURPS simply because it has a more all encompassing, simple system that I think any player can get used to very quickly. That's that's just my personal opinion. That's the way I feel about it. If you feel Savage Worlds is better, then fair play to you. I'm I'm pleased for you. I'm glad you enjoy that. But um I just prefer GURPS and it's probably because it's the one I discovered first, if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. GURPS first. GURPS first. Yeah. Discover GURPS first, yeah, absolutely fine. And then,
2: yeah, like we said, in off since I was slagging off curbs, I discovered Savage Worlds. So Yeah. And they're two big generic systems, I suppose. So, yeah. One, Fate System. Oh, We, we don't go. talk about I haven't that. played that yet. So no, I haven't.
0: I can't, can't even Say. have an opinion. So, Fate System, Would what's it? the official tabletop twats decree on the Fate System?
2: We don't know, yeah. Play
0: it, and if you like it, carry on playing it. And if you don't... Don't play it anymore. Don't play it anymore. There you go. Nice. <laughs> Until we play And that's our
2: review. <laughs> so far, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next qu- oh, so next question um, from Manuel is, dating within your RPG group? Any stories about that? No. No.
0: Um, but uh, I did once play a game that was DM'd by my wife, and I think that was before she we were married, so she would have been... Person who I was dating at the time, oh. but um, yeah, it was really good. I expected her to give me some, you know, magical items and shit for free, seeing as we were an item ourselves. But um, <laughs> oh, very nice.
1: Yeah, I know it's good, isn't it?
0: Um, but she didn't. She treated me fairly, just as she did everyone else. She got in an argument with uh, another player because she tried to kill him. But yeah, it was fine. Fair enough. Yeah, there you go. And for me, no, because uh, Nick is happily married. I'm happily married, yeah. And he has been ever since he started RPGs or at least very close to getting married anyway. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) So there you go. Sorry, man. (laughs) Boring one. Well.
2: Uh, Next line, last question. uh, This time is RPG foul. Tell us something that went horribly, horribly wrong in character or out of character. Again, GURPS. It's when the ship blew up, man. That was probably one of the most devastating oh, things.
0: Yeah. Well, we've talked things. this story before, but yeah. yeah, you spent like six months of actual real time getting this ship together and when you finally did, it got blown up on its maiden voyage. Within about ten minutes. Yeah, that was of bad.
2: taking off, yeah. So that, that was a bad one. That was a bad one for me. That was the worst for me.
1: Maybe we should go. That senior warned us about playing RPGs.
0: Why would you listen to him? He's a fucking idiot. Come on, let's play it.
1: After all, what did he say would happen?
0: You want to answer that one, Debbie?
1: Mike said that... Once we start, we won't want to stop. That's true of eating, drinking, and other things as well.
0: Yeah, but you didn't have to say it in that creepy way. Come on, I'm trying to get Debbie into RPGs. This, is, this isn't this is helping. Come on, all right, go away, Sheila. Come on.
1: Surely I can't be of any harm to... Look,
0: what did I just say? Come on, shut up. Go away. Go get, go over there. Go over I there. hope you are not disrespecting Mistress Frost. You too? Mike, why why are you speaking like that? Come on. Stop taking this shit too seriously. Let's, let's just play some fucking RPGs. Come on.
1: If they want to be a couple of chickens who go their entire lives without experiencing the unrivalled thrill of an RPG, that's their business.
0: I've been playing for like 13 years, you stupid bitch. Then prove it by playing. Go fuck yourself. Uh,
2: there we go. That's that one. And then the next one's from uh, oh, from someone new. Uh, not added. Not added. A newbie. Newbie. Hello. Hello, newbie. Welcome, Graham. Mine my, my nut My nut. Graham, my nut, I think. My nut. Hello, Graham. My Nut. Hello, my nut. Um beep, beep, boop, my nut. Yeah, thanks for, the, uh, thanks for getting in touch with us. Uh, Steve... Gray Yeah, Greyham, Graham. Um, Steve Jackson says that GURPS is descended from the fantasy trip. Explain to me any mechanical similarity. I can't find a one. Um, why GURPS and not Car Wars? Ooh, what's fantasy tip?
0: Well, I think that it was probably descended from fantasy trip simply because that was another game that Steve Jackson... Steve Jackson Steve Jackson sorry that's Sean Connery who just came in from it ah he, Steve Jackson well he designed that fucking game and it was kind of like RPG lite and then they added this labyrinth expansion which made it um, much more expansive and you could play it with a DM and I think from there he, he made something bigger and then just wanted to make something even bigger yeah. And I know that originally as well that GURPS was actually a working title. They never wanted to call it that, but they never thought of a better name, so they just called it GURPS.
2: It's catchy for the wrong reasons, I
0: think. But with regards to Car Wars, he says, why GURPS are not Car Wars? And um, I couldn't agree more. I mean, if you want to play Car Wars, play that. If you want to play GURPS, play GURPS. Car Wars is kind of an RPG but it's more of a Mad Max type car battling game but you can have a story within it but you kind of have you have like a character sheet for your car it comes in a big box you get one arena and um, some road with it as well loads of little cardboard minis for your cars and they're (laughs) tiny um, in my opinion, there's no better system out there for car battles than Car Wars. The actual mechanics of it um, are really good. I haven't played it yet, I've, I've, but I've read a bit of it and read about it, and yeah. it's so in depth the way it does car battles, and it's it's amazing. And I don't think any other system out there does it. So um, I was talking to uh, my brother about this, and I said that I think if we we're doing a Car Wars campaign. During the car battles, you would use the Car Wars rules, and outside of it, you would use, use a GURPS, GURPS character rules. sheet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of And um, as far as I'm aware, that should work pretty Makes well. Makes sense. Um, so yeah, I would do something like that, but yeah, Car Wars is awesome. Yeah. And, and it's cheap, and it comes in a big box, so it's a very nice it? one. It's pretty old. If yeah. you look at the artwork, it's, it's, it's a thing of beauty, but... Um, Yeah, if you haven't seen Car Wars listeners, that's a good one. Thanks for reminding me of that. Go check it out. Yeah, Yeah,
2: definitely. Right, so next question is from Veiled Fury RPG Show.
0: Okay, sounds familiar. Sounds, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, Veiled Fury RPG Show is a new series um, that Manuel Sams is starting up. He's done a couple of videos on there. They're pretty weird and funny, the way yeah. he's done them. Yeah. Um. Go and check them out. We've got um some Veiled Fury show dice as we well, have, which he said. Yes. Like, so, so yeah, uh, check out that. We're but anyway, fans. what's his question? Uh, his,
2: his question is... I'm not sure... It's not, for, well, it's not from Manuel. It's from, it's from this other guy, I think, that's, that we keep Oh, Veiled it. Fury. Yeah. I'm stuck in a bunker in an unknown location. Any survival tips? Um, Don't eat yellow snow. I've got a good one. Oh, well, if you ever get stuck in an avalanche... And dig up. Well, yeah. And do you know how you find out how you what ways up?
0: Um, you. Spit. What you spit? You just spit. Spit. Yeah, but then if you What if you spit down. What? What? No. So if you so if you no why are you spitting all over the place? Just dig up. <laughs> yeah, but dig you know, up. How do you know which ways up? Because it's you look up. <laughs> Shut and up. And then that's the way what up is. <laughs> Okay, if you're stuck in an avalanche, dig up. Dig up. If you're <laughs> jumping from a tall building into a dumpster, do it back first and curve your legs up as you hit the dumpster. That's just a little tip for you. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> div. What? that's a survival tip. Yep. If a zombie apocalypse is happening, that's you need to true. jump off a roof.
2: Yeah, that is true. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, and thank you, Vald Fury RPG Show. Yes. I hope that guy gets... Out there,
0: dig up, dig up, back dig up, first, dig up, fella, dig up, back first, <laughs> dig up,
2: <laughs> right. Next question is from uh, Eric Lamourie. Ah, Le Boss, Le Boss, Le Boss, man. What does he want? Uh, he says, Nick needs to share the story of the singing customer and the loaf of bread. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, tell you about it. Singing customer and loaf of bread, yeah. I went to do a job at some guy's house. Nick uh, is an electrician, uh, yes, I'm an electrician by day. Um. And, uh, batman and batman by name. and batman by yeah uh, and yeah so it's just just this kind of oldish irish guy looked like a bit of a hippie and stuff and uh, yeah I started fixing his kitchen light and it just broke into just the deepest saddest blues songs I could ever think of uh, what was he, he really going for in, in the front room yeah proper playing he was a street he was a street um, like a busker and stuff oh um, he was a really cool guy though and he was—he's was just saying that he doesn't eat anything with preservatives in and stuff like that. And he, I could smell bread. He was like, "Oh, I'm just cooking me own bread." And he's like the house was just an absolute mess. And uh, yeah, and he was singing to me. And then he got his bread out and offered me a, bre- a loaf of bread. And I was—he was uh, did did you saying take it? no, so I took it. Yeah, and I ate it. It was delicious, actually. But um, there's nothing
0: better than homemade bread. And ain't.
2: I said, "Oh, I do a podcast. You should tell. Me where do you perform?" And i will uh, mention you. He was like, "Oh, no, 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 no." And I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> no fine with me." I and was, I was like, "Why?" And he was like. I like uh, I like drugs,
0: not <laughs> too bad. But you know, no hate, and I was like, fair enough. <laughs> well, we the thing is, it's like it's like he automatically thinks we're going to mention and be like, check him out here. He loves drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's also quite good on guitar. But no, he
2: was cool, man. He's he had a really good voice. It was great. Cool. <laughs> the story of thanks for the question, Eric. Customer and the bread. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Eddie. Cheers, boss. Right. The next correspondence has come in
0: from the Jenk.
2: Oh God. Yes, I mean, oh yes, yes, indeed.
0: Zach Jenkins is one of our loyal listeners, um, to whom we are very loyal because um, we're scared of. No, we're not scared we of him. we would never. Um, he hasn't disappointed. What we want to say, we want to point it out right away. He's never killed anyone, ever. and he didn't go to jail for it. No. Nope. All right, and he's an upstanding member of the community. If he's ever been seen at jail, it's purely because he's doing. He's community. Yeah, stuff. yeah, that's no. Yeah. yeah, he was there cleaning the jail. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, in his spare time, for just, free. Yeah. What a guy. What a what's guy. his question?
2: Uh, okay, let me just uh, let me just check. Right. So he's used his personal messaging service, Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's the only thing. The what's only, that? It's the only guy. It's it's basically Some sort of intercomputer. The Zach's. Message, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah so he's the only one who messages us via Twitter. Yeah.
1: Um
2: So he says, have you ever been to a gaming convention? Yes. Yes,
0: good. I haven't, not yet. How was your experience? So let's start with that. How, where did you go? How I went to serious? London Anime and Gaming Convention. Oh. um Because as the people out there may know, I'm a fucking weeb. <laughs> um, but I went there and they had an RPG checks section there mm-hmm. and I went up to the bloke who's organising it every year he is a massive guy that likes to wear a dress and he has a gigantic beard very nice bloke but I went up to him and I said um Oh, see, you've got made RPG. I was thinking of trying that out. This is before I tried it, anyway. Yep. It's brilliant. It's completely random. You have no choice as to what you do, and it's just mental. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds awful. I'm not gonna play that. Was that a partridge like... you were talking to? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I walked off, and I was like, I, I we got into the hall when I was like, I, I said to him, I'll come back later, mate. Yeah, that sounds great. Never Mental. Yeah, he just said you get no choice about anything that happens. He's <laughs> like, everything's random. It's br- brilliant. Absolutely um, brilliant. Yeah, and then I bought some dice and a cool dice bag. Um, In London and Gaming Convention, they had um Artist Alley. And so they nice. had people that made their own custom dice and oh, cool. dice bags. They had um, rule books for sale for certain things as well. There was a new RPG, and I can't remember what it was called, but these guys had just come out the gate and made this sci-fi RPG that had an epic 4,000-year lore. And I was like, oh, wow, that yeah. sounds pretty cool. Is it a bit, a bit Warhammer 40k-ish, yeah. you know, big suits of armour and shit? And um, I went up and said, oh, that looks cool, mate. Um, Yeah, well, how much is that? And he went, it's £80. Pounds. It wasn't the same guy. But he was like, <laughs> yeah, he just dressed he was, up differently. He was like, it's. it was weird. He was wearing a, a fake moustache. <laughs> no, he was, like, he was like, it's £80, pounds, mate. And I was like, what the fuck, £80? Yeah. Even the big ones don't charge for that. Even yeah. the ones that take the piss... You know, and um, he uh, was like, but you can get it for a mere 60 if you buy it on this USB stick. A- what and I was fuck? like, I think I'll leave that, mate. <laughs> that must be a really nice USB stick. Um, a London Anime and Gaming Convention, they have a whole uh, big fucking room. It's like a dining room and it's dedicated to playing RPGs. And it's pretty cool. You always see people sitting down there playing RPGs and shit. The only thing is, is that it... The smell of guff In that room Oh really Oh my god For those that don't know Guff means farts It just reeks of B.O. And farts And so Sean and I were like Oh we'll play some RPGs this time And then and then, like We go uh, it's, it's every six months And we go to every one and like every time we go in there, it just stinks. And we're like, "What's wrong with you?" Like, I I get it, man. I am an RPG player. I'm a fucking nerd. I I but have a wash if you're going to a con. <laughs> come on. Totally. Uh okay. don't stay there for three days consecutively and not like not I know. Oh man. Jesus, please. It was awful. But, but I've not been to one yet. But I'm gonna come with you this time, and we're gonna do a film. Yes, we're going to do a film at London Anime and Game Convention. It's really good, actually, for, for buying gaming stuff. Mm-hmm. Haven't tried playing anything there yet, but we definitely will. And we'll see if we I'll point out the maid guy to you. He, he, you recognise him immediately. Giant beard, wears a dress. I just walk up to him and go, you're brilliant! And, and he'll be like, says. do you want to play a game? It's completely random! And then he punches you in the face.
2: <laughs> no. Um, no. <laughs> no. Uh, Zach continues, I'm going to my first convention ever. Um, so, Zach's going to Origins in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I didn't know, I didn't think they'd let prison release that far away. No, he's never been, though. He's never been to prison. No, he hasn't been to prison. Sorry, yeah, 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 of course he hasn't. Um, so, yeah, he's going to Origins in Columbus, Ohio, in June, and wanted to know uh, your guys' thoughts on, of big events like these.
0: So, there well, you go. I've already given mine, <laughs> but I'll spell. give you a couple of um, convention tips. Convention tips, is that a good thing to a go to? convention into? tip? Um... First of all I think that um an RPG con it's it's going to be kind of easy to get talking to people because you're going to have to to play the fucking games. Yep. But one thing about about um conventions right is it's, it's, it's so easy to turn your nose up at, at people and, and you know um, sort of walk around getting annoyed because people are into different things than you are and or not talking to anyone because you're shy but get the fuck involved you're, yeah. you're there because you're, you're enjoying stuff that everyone enjoys everyone is like there for the same thing don't judge anyone have a great time and speak to people even if you're not playing a game with them just say just say like I don't know I like your costume or oh I yeah. see you have the fate rule system there that's awesome get a conversation going i about that game what you Because playing? you're yeah. definitely, if if not meeting friends for life, you're definitely going to meet some people there that you can you can have a good chat with and you'll share get a beer to with new shit that you might like. Exactly, and and that that's how I got introduced to Made, which is one of my favorite fucking games now. So there you go, it's yeah. like I don't know, ha- have a good have a good uh, laugh, talk to people, and additionally, I don't know if it's to a sort be of fair convention. though. People would just be queued up to talk to Zach. Well, uh, one thing I like to do whenever I go to a convention is put beer in my bag so I don't have to pay awful beer convention Wee. prices. And, uh, Cheat uh Yeah, round. Yeah, so I just uh, walk around with a bunch of beers and drink all day. Hey! That's a good tip. Can't go right actually, I only did that once, actually, but it's that well worth fine. doing. I'm going to do that and then we'll
2: yeah. go, we go do some role playing. Because
0: the searching of the bags at LAGC is terrible. They just say, yeah, it's a bag. (laughs) Well, I'm not (laughs) going to say who it was, but I often turn up with people that like to smoke the ganja and they just look in the bag, see a big fat fistful of ganja and just go, yep, go in. (laughs) (laughs) Off you go. (laughs) So it's pretty good. That's Sweet. Good to know. Um, So, yeah, here you go, Zach. Be careful there, mate. Those are your tips. Don't bother hiding your weed. Speak to people. Bring beer. Bring beer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Get involved. Uh, Okay, brilliant. So the next email's coming from... I know we don't like us calling him this, but it's Dan. It's It's Daniel.
0: It's Daniel. (laughs) Daniel. (laughs) Daniel. I love Uh, this guy, man. He's the best Daniel. He's the best damn Daniel I've ever known. Actually, that's a new competition. If if there's any other Daniels listening and you think you're better than this Daniel, message in. Let's see his question. Let's see if you can beat this question other Daniels out there. We don't
2: think there is.
0: No. So, Sab says,
2: I've made a fair share of boo-boos in my time, but no real big mistakes. I Mm. can share, however, my experience with another... DM. This particular DM sacrificed player freedom for the sake of story continuity, forcing our players down a certain path just so that that his story may continue, as well as taking actions for our characters in certain points. Having explained this, uh, uh, sorry as it, start again, having experienced this as a player, my question is this, what actions would you take as a player? Would you leave the game and how do you feel about a GM who does that?
0: honestly i think if you're a gm that does that you're doing it wrong yeah because the whole point of these games is interactivity you should not be um trying to guide people along the path of a story because if i wanted to do that i'd read a book or i'd watch a film exactly i don't know why um people often do this is that you see it with video games as well video games often want to be more like movies and you see um you know you're watching more than you're doing yeah, time, and like yeah. if you're trying to make an RPG more like an uh, like a straight linear narrative, then that's not the point. You've completely misunderstood the medium of if that's RPG, the way you're yeah. doing it. I mean, imagine if I made a film and tried to make it more like a book by just having <laughs> text appear on the screen for 2 hours. <laughs> it, would right. yeah, it would fucking suck. So if you're trying to make a linear narrative in a game like this, you are doing it wrong. You'll so do it. not do it. You're not in it. Yeah, you're in the wrong game. So what would you do if a if a GM did that to you then? <sighs> I know really if it was our current group I think somebody would just pipe up wouldn't they but let's say for instance you joined a new group and straight away, the DM's like, no, you can't do that. Instead, your character Ooh, does yeah. this. First session, and then, yeah, well, Oh, I'd be like, fuck this then, mate. Well, I think the British way would be to go, oh, that was great, mate. Thank oh, you yeah, so you, much. That oh, was yeah. awesome. And then you just wouldn't turn end,
1: up to the next one. And then you will not come again. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, no matter what way you slice it, an RPG, in its bare bones, is a, uh, a combined t- storytelling experience, if you like, mm-hmm. with the GM and the players. And you both work together for a common... Story and, and, if that and means, experience. Yeah. If
0: that means that you you as a GM create a story that nobody gives a fuck about and they go and do something else, well, your job is to make them have fun. So as long as they're enjoying it, let them do it. Exactly. Yeah. It you're, doesn't matter if your story gets fucked up. Don't right. be so egotistical. Yeah, you're. It's, you're a, That's a, just a message to Dan's GM there.
2: Yeah, you're a you're a facilitator. Um, and yeah, and it, and the best times happen. When Should you, work when, together when you mess about. Yeah, and you'll work together, and you'll find a way. You're a GM. You you think about it.
0: You work it out. Not so unless you you're that guy. No, oh, so.
2: no. Yeah, that sucks. Though,
0: tell us his name and his address, and we'll go we'll, get him, we'll for, get you, him for you. Yeah, we'll get him. Uh, right, so the
2: next one's coming from. Um, oh yeah, a new new member of the Nerds International.
0: New member guild of our guild. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, this is JC Locke, also JC known as Locke. the Jolly GM. The Jolly GM. Yes. I've had a few few uh, sentences exchanged with him already. I'm liking him. He's yes. a good addition to the team. He's a lovely guy. Um
2: yep. I had a little, like I said, I played played in one of his games last night at the crack well this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at like half two this morning, so I briefly got to meet him. He seems like a really really nice chap. So. Um, well, he is jolly. So yeah, and, he's, and he's he a lives up guy. to his yeah. reputation. So the thank the jo- you
0: very much for inviting me. Did the jolliness break down at any point and he no, getting into he was, a rage? He was
2: super jolly the whole time. Um right, right. Yeah. Absolutely, he's really good. Because what
0: I'm thinking is, if somebody um, calls himself jolly, mm-hmm. it's a bit like, you know, when gangsters call themselves tiny, even though they're massive. They're huge, yeah. I think that um, uh, JC Locke is actually. He's got the meanest streak ever. He's a killer. Yeah. He's a cold hearted killer. Oh my God. No, I don't think so.
2: He seems like a really nice. Well, guy.
0: we don't know him. We don't know him well enough yet. We're going to. JC, if you're a killer, we're going to find out. Anyway, what's his question? <laughs> right. JC's question is. Um, I
2: grew up on two major game systems, Palladium RPGs... And Monopoly. <laughs> and Monopoly. And GURPS. Um, yes. yes! Oh, God, a bit Harry Potter there. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I love the GURPS system, except for one small flaw. Oi! If you get hit once, the damage is going to be enough to, if not kill you outright, uh, maim you. And if you are lucky enough to live, a few more rounds till you bleed, out, uh, till you bleed to death. Yes! He then finishes, actually... Maybe not a floor at all. Winky
0: face. <laughs> I think I think you really answered your own question there, man. Because yeah. part of what I think makes GURPS great is how brutal it, it is. It is so brutal. I don't like how modern systems mollycoddle their players. Yeah, uh, healing surges. Oh, you get three rolls every time you go below zero HP. Fuck that shit. Bang. You're dead. You're dead. Take a <laughs> yeah. shot, you're dead. That's it. That's more That's more like it. It's Proper
2: brutal. RPGs. It is brutal. Um, I would say from a player to players, all the players out there playing GURPS, uh, a little bit of advice. If you see dynamite or a grenade, a grenade, should I say, <laughs> run the fuck run away. Run the
0: fuck away. We, um, in GURPS, we have a funny story about this and I'll keep it very brief, but our... Good friend James Clark, who appeared on episode three, he um, died... Every week.
1: <laughs> he had a run of characters. Yeah. He
0: had um he had Johnny who was a builder. A builder. Yeah. He he um, got shot by a laser, died immediately. <laughs> then he had Engine, who was a robot. That was brilliant. He yeah. died and they managed to plant his consciousness into another body. But um yeah, he died because he got blown up by a grenade. Then he had Sagir, who a building fell on him in like the first game <laughs> after an explosion. Yeah. And then he had um Hiroshi who died literally, and I'll probably tell this story another time drowning in actual shit in a sewer yeah he did didn't he so yeah he had characters die
2: every week he took it on the chin bless him and he just got a new he character a, he, yeah he, he, uh, I did stiff feel up a for him though
0: no man It's like why do I keep dying one of no but his best thing was his rage line and we've spoken about rage lines before you had one before where you chucked some dice oh and go stuff. away yeah you got all <laughs> moody at your dice I threw up, yeah. Um, but James' one my favourite was we just had a little painting session me and him painting up our new minis <laughs> and he just bought a new one for Gerps, and he died on the first session and James <laughs> remember true. as his character died he said he, he went, he went it looks like I'll have to paint my new mini then <laughs> And it was just like, it was the least angry sentence you could say, but said in such an angry way. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I'll be getting paid now. Yeah. Oh, bless him. Um, oh, yeah, up. but we love the fact that Gerps is brutal. I mean, it sucked for James because he died every week and I did really feel sorry for him. Yeah. But like, but it was good. It made players play carefully. Yeah, you do. It makes it tense. And yeah, you know, if you're hit, Yeah. you might not be coming out of this. It's good to have a fear of being shot in a game when our gun's about. Yeah, I like it. It's brutal, but it's good. Um, so yeah, thank you very much, JC Lott. Welcome aboard. Yeah, it's good to have you here, man. We're going to find out who you really are. though. <laughs> Shut up, you idiot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, welcome aboard, buddy. And um, yeah, keep them coming in, mate. Thanks, mate. Um, right, Love you. Love you. Right, I'm going to pop over to Facebook now because we've got a few more. <laughs> Facebook. Right, next one's coming from uh, Sean Hunt,
0: hey. most personal friend. Right, so we should try and rattle these off quickly, yes yeah. what Sean's done is he's asked for some of our favourites. So, yeah. first up, favourite. Okay, so uh, favourite book. Uh, my favourite book is a very pretentious answer, but it's Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. <laughs> Super pretentious, but it's a great book. It was okay. made into a film by Alfred Hitchcock as well. Sweet. Uh, my favourite book is
2: 1984 by George Orwell. That's a great book. Yes. Well done. Thank you. Next uh, one.
0: Comic. Favourite comic? Okay, this can't be a graphic novel, so okay. it has to be a comic series. Um, I It's a boring answer, but I'm going to say Batman. I grew up with it. Batman. Fucking love it. I grew
2: up with X-Men, so I'm going to say X-Men.
0: Cool. Next uh, favourite. I
2: collected loads of them, yeah.
0: Manga? Favourite manga? Actually, at the moment, I'm reading The Devil is a Part-Timer. It's probably not my favourite, but it's probably Full Metal Alchemist or Uzumaki. But um, The Devil is a Part-Timer is a great story about the devil is taken from his fantasy world and put into the real world and in order to in order to stay (laughs) alive um, he has to earn money to get rent while he's trying to get his power back to go back to his own world and so he works in a fast food restaurant oh man so yeah the devil is a part-timer
1: brilliant yeah Uh,
0: you read any manga? Attack on Titan yeah but you've only watched the anime yeah so it doesn't count. Yeah, okay, so Nick's not read any mangas. No, I haven't read much manga. sorry. Um, graphic novel? Favourite graphic novel Ooh. is probably going to be From Hell by Alan Moore. Oh, very nice. I it's a good one. It's all about Jack the Ripper. Uh,
2: I've not read it. I've heard good things. Though. It's
0: the most comprehensive, detailed thing about Jack the Ripper out there, I think. Oh, wow. Well, yes, yeah, it's, it's great. I'll go check that out. I'll borrow it you uh I'm going to go for V. Oh, it's kind of... Cracking, Never cracking novel. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. He's the true. king. Yeah, he's the Beef king. Beef Vendetta is amazing. Um, yeah. And I think that they, they, he made a conscious effort to stand apart from regular comic books. And I think he really, really did that and made stuff that was actually adult. And not adult because it was violent, but adult because it actually had adult themes and mature subjects. Done
2: very well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that's that one. Uh, okay. Graphic novel. Uh, visual
0: novels. So visual novels, for those that do not know, are... Um, It's kind of text that appears on a screen. It's like a video game. You often have to make decisions at key moments, but they're very few and far between. And you read the text on the screen and little pictures come up. It's kind of like an interactive comic book. It's cool. Um, Anyway, uh, the favourite one in the world has got to be Steins Gate. Um, It's one of the best works of fiction ever written, I think. Um, If you've seen the anime... um, Fair play to you, I think it's good, but the um, visual novel is amazing and a thousand times better. But everyone's going to say Steins because it's the one everyone knows. So I'm also going to throw in there as well, G-Senshu no Mao, which is a brilliant story. Um, also a good visual novel, so check that out. There you go, brilliant. Nick, you've only played one, haven't you?
2: I started Steins Gate my old laptop, but it dies and I haven't re really downloaded it. So uh, I mean, bought so, it, But so. that's going to be your favourite by default. Yeah, there you go, Steins as well. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, and, and finally, Pawns. Um, favourite pawns, and that's everything from Sean. Thank you very much, mate. Keep coming in. Cheers, mate. Nice Thanks for the questions. Bud. It's yeah. good to
0: hear from you. Um, I hear from him very often anyway. Tell you why, but yeah, keep coming in through this medium. Yeah, keep it, keep coming. We mate. like to, uh, we like the uh, the electro
2: letters when they take over our bodies. Exactly. So it feels good in the mind. We're like junkies.
0: Actually, that reminds me. Actually, I want to tell you a funny story. <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> I did something really stupid. Right. Um. I the other day I I was in I was in the pub right and I was getting some food there right yeah and as the listeners may not know uh, I suffer from some pretty bad sinus problems so I'm a big fan of mustard clears out the sinuses right anyway I was having a hot dog in this pub and I put on so much I like loads of mustard because it clears out your sinuses so I cover it. I put loads of mustard on this hot dog, right? And it's like really powerful mustard. So when I went a bit into it, almost honestly, sinuses like I had this sort of like horrible, fiery feeling where it f- I could feel it like crawling up and like my head was shaking. And I was like, ah, like, I was like, I, I literally thought I was going to fucking explode. Oh, no. Right. And then the feeling started happening in the top of my head. My I don't bouncing. know why. I was, I was just like, eh, I was sitting there trying to not look like I was fucking spazzing out. Who's you with? I was on my own. I was waiting for somebody to turn up and I just thought, I'll get some food while I'm waiting. Yeah, and I was fucking dying. You turn up beetroot. I don't know what the hell happened. My eyes were watering, my oh, nose man. was running and I was like, I'm dying. Cleared the sinuses out though? Yeah, it did. Good job. I don't know why that happened. But your brain nearly melted. Yeah, something too much mustard. So
2: be careful. So listeners, there. don't cover your mu- t- hot dogs in too much mustard. Your brain might melt. Exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much, Sean. Oh no. Yeah. You know, I was yeah was in that his, was not his. That was nothing that. to do with his question. <laughs> <laughs> Face that as well, Sean. Um, so, next question is coming from Morgan Ellis. Oh, Morgan. Morgan. The big morgue. The big morgue, yeah. He's not just a big morgue, like, you know, we put bodies and stuff. He is. He's a person. He's a great guy. Undertaker, uh, professional Undertaker. Professional Undertaker, Morgan Ellis. Um, uh, Morgan asks How many times in a campaign should you let a character. Seven. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if you let me finish. Yeah. How many. <laughs> He asks, how many times in a campaign should you let a character die before moving on to another? To add some more context, I've got a character in my weekly D&D game who has so far been killed and resurrected twice in a campaign. Now, I love my character and I love playing it, but he keeps dying and being brought back. How many times should I allow people to bring him back before just uh, letting him die and moving on? Good question.
0: Well, I think it depends on on the, the established rules of the setting because... If you've started the game and it's relatively easy to resurrect people and, you know, that means that death doesn't have much consequence, then up the stakes. Change what the consequences are. Don't change the rules and pull the rug out from underneath players and take away strategies that they rely upon to get through the game. Yeah. But maybe next time if you're running a new campaign or if you're doing a new campaign then then change it up and say actually resurrection's a lot harder to do in this because you need these ingredients or you need to see this specific type of person only yeah. five exist or yeah, yeah. something like that that's the best way if, if you want to tone that down a more of a I don't think there's really an acceptable number of, of resurrections but you could always have it so they degrade every time they're resurrected a little bit more yeah worse for wear maybe if, Yeah, mutation I, mean, I suppose the problem is is that is that if, if people keep getting resurrected death doesn't really have a consequence well yeah exactly it becomes, and you you, it, you, you want it to, to have a consequence so yeah I don't know um, I would say if I don't know if he's the DM of this game but don't well I was just going to say actually funny enough the DM
2: has got in touch as well which is great oh yeah brilliant. so James Finch has oh, also popped in on this Finchy. one Finchy, Finchy, hey. hello lad hello uh, <laughs> <laughs> hello lad hello lad i don't know what the fuck that was um hi i am the dm of the
0: game that morgan and is i just in. want to say that morgan is a dick and that he in that he's, he's completely right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if he wouldn't stop dying all the time and being a wimp then i wouldn't have to hit him and i wouldn't have to come here and, and speak
2: <laughs> Never mind. no he doesn't say that he says um so he says hi i am the dm of the game that morgan is a part of um a question which i feel is related to morgan's that I am wrestling with myself is how to continue to maintain a threatening environment at higher levels when there is pre- uh, prevalent access to spells and re- uh, that resurrect said characters. Especially as my game is focused on dark themes yet I feel that they kind of lose their bite seeing as the characters know that if they slip up then the cleric will snap his fingers and just like that it's all over and nothing's happened. I feel that at lower levels, uh, PCs are more aware of their mortality and act accordingly. Thanks. Hmm.
0: I think what you've got to remember, um, this is a uh, a thing that video games often do, where they believe, um, because a lot of video games are written terribly, and this is coming from somebody who's played nearly all of them, um, I think that what they do is they think that the only way that tragedy can happen is if somebody dies. Uh right yeah. And I think maybe if 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 the characters are at a high level right and I I've experienced this in Pathfinder where they had resurrection spells um they had all sorts of powerful magics that could get them past most situations. Um you got to raise the stakes. Yeah. Um at some point you may have to you know uh, swallow your pride give up on the dark themes and just make something completely epic because in in Pathfinder when I ran a game in that everyone was very very overpowered and instead of Um, wrangling the game so their powers were useless or trying to make them feel like their decisions and their levelling up was a bad thing what I did is I raised the stakes and it completely skewed the the, the tone of the game and the way the game was going but it still made it fun for them where they could still use the powers that they worked so hard to get and so what I did is um, yeah they were going through this campaign and it was um, relatively simple they had to stop some, some terrorists and things like that but then when they got really powerful, it was a whole new arc of the story where they had to. Um, and I know this isn't uh, uh, like the same as the the real law, but this was my own law. They had to die, um, go to Planescape, yeah. where they could suffer final death, and that would mean no resurrection. And they would go to Planescape. They would talk to um, the gods, gods and, and self, yeah. figure out a mission. Uh, for them and kill another god who started his own um, plane of existence entirely. And I thought, yeah, if they're going to get bigger, I'll make this bigger. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, and that that created a threatening so environment. Cool. It was yeah. pretty rough.
2: Um, we could still die, but we were not talking to gods and had super superpowers and stuff. Yeah, it was brilliant.
0: Not only that, but you could... Uh, uh, another technique that I had was that I had uh, a lot of loyal cool NPC followers that the the party really liked. Yeah. Um as a result when uh for instance Colin could resurrect one person a day, but that was it. So what that meant was if more than one person died in a fight, like some of the NPCs or two players, then it was a horrible choice. Oh, you gotta choose, yeah. Yeah, so you could do that. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And that was that that that, uh, that brought a lot of drama in. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. There you go then. Up the stakes. Up the stakes and uh, you know, if you have some more brutal fights in there that cause more than one person to die, yeah, or more than the spell can do. There you go. There you Happy got, days, you mate. Got, you
2: got you got good role playing there, and you have got difficult situations. Oh, to yeah. Deal with. Lovely.
0: Um, that's Finchy. That's Finchy. And that's the letters. That's the letters. Okay, so thank you very much for sending in your questions, ladies and gentlemen. We enjoyed channeling them through our mouthpieces to the microphone of destiny. Robot eye. Robot eye. Okay, so, um, yeah, thanks for the questions, everyone. We really do appreciate them coming in. Um, also, like I've said before, send us your stories. we still got another one from Daniel, haven't we? We've got another huge one from Daniel yeah, that you I've, need to do. Yeah, I'm getting around to reading that out soon. I have a very busy life. Yeah, me um, so. But I do really want to do it because I've read it and it's really cool. And so I've we've... got two of Lewis's, so, so I
2: need to do them as well. So we are, They are in the pipeline. Don't yep. worry.
0: So, people, send them in because we, we like reading them and we also want to share them with people. So, yes. yeah, please... Keep them coming. Send us photos as well. Yeah, send us pictures. Nudes. Send us <laughs> pictures of your gaming table, your gaming setups, miniatures you've painted. Have you painted your dick as a miniature? <laughs> Why send not? us that. Who gives a fuck? Is fo- it a tower of power? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Send us <laughs> the, the magical pointy shaft my, of doom. My pig sword. <laughs> oh god. How about you? How about you? Uh, uh, uh. Anyway, um, good. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Big up your bad self. So this is the section of the show where we big up our esteemed Nerds International colleagues. We have a lot of colleagues. We like bigging them up. So we're going to talk about John Polak. Yes. Is Mr. We- mean himself. Mr. Mean is John Polak. He does some really good videos. He does reviews of systems. Yeah. And as far as I'm aware, nobody on the Nerds International really does that, uh, or hasn't until... He arrived. I mean, we talk about settings, but we don't do comprehensive, intelligent, and um, <laughs> amazingly well-put-together reviews. Exactly. We just talk a bunch of bollocks. Yeah, that's right. So if you want somebody that talks about uh, these things in depth, if you're thinking of buying something and he's done a review of it, go and watch it. They're half an hour to 40 minutes long, typically, mm-hmm. and they're really, really comprehensive. So you'll by the end of it, you'll know what you're talking about when it comes to that system, and you'll be able to make a reason decision as to whether or not to buy it yes he's, he's played it. a lot of systems he knows his shit he's got a lot of stuff he's got a baby on the way as well <laughs> good luck with the baby man the baby man <laughs> good luck with the baby man and uh we hope that it all goes well there um he's naming the baby um harrison after me actually oh really oh, yeah, brilliant. yeah he's a good guy yeah that's nice maybe i'll cut it <laughs> out <laughs> that's rubbish <laughs> okay <laughs> good thanks uh thanks for everything john Polak. keep the good videos coming yep mr mean keep me well, here's his catchphrase that he always says at the end of every video. He says, I've been John Polak and mess with me and you get Polaxed. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Christ.
0: Brilliant. My name's Alan Rickman and I'm... Gin- no, like. My name's also Alan Rickman. No, I'm, I'm Alan. I'm, no, no, I'm the real Alan Rickman. No, wait, I'm Alan Rickman, but I'm not... No, wait. No, what? no I'm... Um, no, shit. I'm... Uh, tabletop twat. So that is another episode. Thank you all for coming along the ride. But let's say, for instance, Nick, that these people that have listened and got this far in the podcast think, those guys sound so great that I want to get in touch with them and have a conversation. I want to send them electro letters. Then what you need to do is you need to go to Google+, find us on there at Tabletop Twats. Yes. Or go onto the Facebook. Which is... Uh Facebook forward slash Tabletop Tea because we wasn't allowed twats or Twitter at Tabletop Twats or Tumblr. We don't we, know how it works. We don't know how that works, but try. We're gonna try. We're gonna try harder with that we're one. We're gonna try a bit harder. If anyone and, um, wants to give us some Tumblr advice, then yeah, then please come, do. Please do. Uh, but where can they Where where are we? Oh, what's this? Oh fucking hell! It's the door. Oh, I really so. hope it's not. Hello? Yeah, come in. Hello.
1: Oh fuck's oh, sake This guy again.
0: came What the hell man I can smell you from outside How did you even find us I just I was know where you are I was just following you about I was going to say We've changed location We always change the location For this reason Yeah but it's at your house um, Nick this time And I know where you live Oh yeah Anyway I need to say something To your fans We we don't call them fans Actually mate Um, We call them listeners yeah. Because we can't really say That they're fans Oh fuck off It doesn't matter Anyway I'm homeless And I'm a gnome and I need you to give me some money. Basically, I need 10p to get myself a cup of tea because warm me cockles. Oh, nobody cares, mate. Come on. Always with the tea. What are you fucking... I like tea. What's wrong with that? You ain't kidding. Oh, fuck off. Anyway, go. Uh, I'll put a link to my Patreon in the description. Uh, send me some money for a cup of tea. I really need it. What is it? A fucking digital tea? No, it's real tea. Paid with digital money. Anyway, I'm going now. Yeah, fuck off. No, see you later. No. Bye. Bye. No, uh, no fuck bye. Off. No bye. Go. New All group. right. Well, sorry about that. Um anyway, uh we just want to talk about a new group on Google Plus called Flippin Tables. Yeah. Um Flippin with an apostrophe and um that's all about uh, Tabletop Simulator, and they cool guys that are playing games on there, so check that out. And as usual, I want to leave you guys with a question, a question to meditate on until the next episode comes out. Um, this time, the question is, what is custard? Can it be used as a wall insulation? Mmm. And with that there remains one more thing to be said, one thing that we channel through our minds, we channel the universe into our brains and it comes out in a way that will give you wisdom and that thing that we say is Chicken McBosh, yes. Yes. But my chair broke. Here, let me untie you. Thanks, uh, Al. Where are we? Woodland area, secluded house. You know, I have no earthly clue. I'm gonna go look in the house. Look, there's a light on. No, wait! Al, come on, look at this. There's some bloke inside. Is it Harrison? No, no, it, it looks like him, but that man's at least 40. By the age of 40, Harrison has mostly cybernetic limbs, so it can't be him. Oh look, there's a woman as well. A pregnant woman. I want to hear what they're saying. I'm just going to open this window.
2: No. Shh, listen. Come on. Angelo, that's a terrible name.
0: We might as well call him. Please beat me up. Okay, Uh, what about Alejandro? Is there something wrong with you? Just, okay, what about Harrison? Harrison. Hmm, Harrison Hunt. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Kinda sounds like a superhero name. Well, that's settled then. Harrison Hunt. And maybe you'll be a a... Okay, I'm closing this window. We have to do this, Nick. Al, I'm not fucking killing a pregnant woman. No fucking way. Nick, it's not as if you have a choice. This is our last chance. Al? Look, back when we last fought him, we were nearly killed in a dance competition, shot down by a robot, had to ride in public transport, and were tied up in a basement where we had to engage in a sex act. Look, point is, what fight is a pregnant woman going to put up? We've hit the jackpot, Nick. This is our best chance. We win. I'm going in. If you aren't man enough to do this, I'll have to kill her myself. Ow, oh, no! Don't don't keep walking towards
2: the front. Stop! Stop turning the handle. No, stop! Look! Look! Stop looking, please. That is unlocked. Ow! I'm not following you in there. F- oh, fuck! Ow! Ow! Fuck! Where's he going? Hurry up, Nick. Why are you going upstairs? Stop making me follow you further into the house. Ow! What the hell are you doing, man? It's one thing to murder someone, but... To root around in their drawers, people keep guns in their
0: bedside drawers, in case of burglars, you know? Haha! <laughs> See? Here's one. Don't wave that fucking thing around. Whatever goes off, they hear us. Oh, shush. Move out the way. I'm going back downstairs to shoot her. I'm not moving, now. Oh, come on. Move aside. Don't you fucking shove me. What are you going to do? Try to fight me whilst trying to avoid detection? Please. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, God! Take that, you fucking- leg. Get the... Ow! Ow.
1: Fucking hell. Oh, my fucking nuts take this how oh, motherfucker you fucking get out of the way Move. get back here out
2: Al, you remember when you hit that crystal up your back passage? Well I hid something up mine too. Oh fuck. Uh, Don't do it or I'll shoot you. Oh,
1: oh, oh, Gimme that
2: you know how. I came along on this journey because I thought I'd get a chance to to be a good guy, not just a guy. But I was happy being me, doing a podcast, not knowing about any of this. Besides, I wasn't very good at this anyway. You always said I was an idiot and a fool and whatnot. You may be a smart guy. You may have all the answers, the witty put downs, but you've got no heart. That's where you and I differ. So to quote a book, I shall take the heart, for brains do not make one happy. And happiness is the best thing in the world. Buy uh,
0: You've doomed us all.
2: Yeah. Takes one to know one.
1: You. <sharp inhale>